1: welcome to the wrestling Inc podcast tonight Smackdown and this new era of WWE after all the releases that we've seen in the last few days WWE leaving Fox to bring Smackdown back to the USA Network all that and more on tonight's Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn, joined by Flobo. Good to see you again, man.
2: Hey, how's it going? We're just talking about the good times and how sometimes when things are not as good, it may be a little awkward to be fans, but that is part of the Wrestling Arts and Sciences, and that's why we're here. So glad going to be a part of it today.
1: It's kind of like, have you ever worked an office job where there were layoffs and you were not somebody laid off? Yeah, yeah. And it's weird because you have to talk to your former co-workers and you're like, yeah it sucks man yeah it's bad yeah that's really messed up what they did to you anyhow i got to get back to work now um <laughs> so we'll we'll go out for drinks later or talk about this more but right now i have to keep this job that you just got let go from. wow not to
2: self and i'm far from wrestling don't talk to glenn afterwards uh, it's just strange <laughs> it's just strange because
1: you want to be compassionate but at the same time you're like i could be next man i gotta
2: yeah i mean that's the kind of the, the, the long and short of it right whether you like wwe or not or like your like other promotions it is the biggest circuit on the planet so if you're yeah. released you're kind of like where do i go but if you're still on the bus you have to be like hey man it sucks for you but i gotta keep doing my thing and we saw some re- with the releases some families are now split now so yeah that might be awkward too yeah it's
1: it's always interesting and they i feel like it's been a while since it's been this many people i mean they had some during the pandemic they certainly shed a decent amount of the roster um during times where they weren't touring but they really it seems like in the last 18 months especially built it back up yeah and so there are some people that got released i mean uh top dollar who was brought back to the company last summer under triple h emma who was brought back um these releases where that's got to be strange. Like I was gone from the company. You asked to be back. It's all good. And then it's like, psych, you're, you're out again.
2: Well, there's just two things that's weird about that. Yes, there's some that are pre- brought back and released, and, and some that brought back and stayed, and some that weren't even called at all. Like, no way Jose was released during the pandemic and yeah. his phone never rang. But on the top of that, other companies kind of wait until a contract ends. You know what I mean? Like, WWE is very unique in that they treat it almost like the end of spring training all the time. Like, yeah. you don't think of any, you don't see Cirque du Soleil having mass cuts like that. Uh, so it's always hard to see, even though, yeah, you can say this person I don't see very often on TV. or This person didn't have a good storyline. But to be on a board with 15, 20, 25 others is always hard to watch.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I mean, Cirque is like, oh, my God, we have this abundance of talent. We have all these performers, too many to put in uh, the shows that we have. I don't know. Why don't we make like a Cirque show around the music of uh, Iron Maiden? like you know it's <laughs> yeah. fun let's find a way to maximize this talent
2: <laughs> yeah i'm down for that one just people out there with little like long streamers hanging from the ceiling so oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah yeah shred man it'd be great but no but i think uh, that's the thing wwe has always been bad about utilizing like they hoard talent and then they don't use i mean there's so many people um aliyah a great example of someone they were like nope not injured we just don't have plans for her. Mm-hmm. and then in the next round of cut she's gone um it's like they got backups of backups.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that says a lot about the strength of their school, uh, the performance center. I mean, it looks yeah. like the, the people that bring it up, do level up, which is a show I watch on Friday nights because I'm totally a mark that way. It says the future is bright with the NILs, with the bodies coming in, the student athletes are coming in. You get fresh talent. You can train them in their way. But You have to take a spot, as Jack Farmer would say. So you don't really have given a spot. Someone has to be benched or moved on. It just Again, I think it's the way it happens here where there's a mass cut on a a Black Thursday or a Black Wednesday that makes it harsh. But we all know. We all wanted fresh characters. We said two years ago WWE was stale. They made changes to correct that. But this is actually part of the deal, unfortunately.
1: Well, it's crazy. Doesn't it seem this time it's really weird? And maybe this has to do with the fact that they just cut Like 100 people in operations and within the company i don't know what coincidental uh magic is going on here but we're hearing in the last 24 hours like reasoning supposedly from high up like oh wrestling inc has a story vince mcmahon didn't think dolph ziggler was ever a top guy Mm -hmm. like we're hearing a lot of context come out around each of these releases and some reasoning which is very interesting
2: I think, yeah, it's a new era. I mean, we all know the – and I'm not sure if I'm stepping on your toes here with the, oh. the release of the TKO stock. And I think there has to be some accountability. Like you really can't get away with, uh, oh, we are let you go just because, even though Connecticut is an at-will state. So, yeah, yeah. there may be some reasoning whether to them to privately or in the media as to why they're mm-hmm. going to release you. Because, frankly, Dolph Ziggler was doing everything you want. Like here is somebody who cannot be on TV for three months, but as soon as you give him a match, it's instantly your hour one main event, so yeah. like it's very rare to something that'd be on that level. So, you got to give him a reason if you're not gonna let him finish his career there. You can't be like, Sorry, Dolph, you got to be like, Listen, this is what we feel, this is direction we're going into, etc.
1: It seems like a weird Vince McMahon, like Mr. Burns thing, where it's like, Uh, least and, and make sure he knows I never saw him as a top guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just if you could, uh, let him know that for me, I'd appreciate it.
2: You remember when uh big swallow got released? And TK yeah. was like, "Yeah, she wasn't even good." And you're like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> like
1: whatever happened." Like, we wish you well in your future endeavors. You know, like let's let's be cool about this, man. Because you, you never know in WWE, you never know. Um, so look, I mean, you can uh, Wrestling Inc has the the complete list. Um, were there any you were surprised by aside from uh, Mustafa Ali, who's supposed to compete at No Mercy in NXT?
2: I, I yes, that, that to me was not the most surprising because of Ali's history with wanting to be released. Uh it was kind of the worst timing, but I, I get a lot of flack for this. But the one person that was released that I thought had all the potential was Ulysses Leon. Now I know you're probably going, hey. Who? No, <laughs> no, to, <laughs> tag mm-hmm. team with Valentina Farois, I felt like really brought out a lot of valentina's uh skill ceiling or skill floor and okay. as the women's tag division has been pretty thin i said like look this could be the answer to the other side you know is trying to find their next luchador trying to find the next mask pre- performer trying to find the next mexican performer luisa luisa being the first mexican female performer for the company could have been a lot of potential uh for them so having her release after just coming back from the knee surgery was to me like Huh, I guess they are breaking this up. What's next for Valentina and what's next for Division NXT?
1: And some, I mean, like Elias or Rick Boogs or Riddick Moss, like you can kind of tell when they're just not using someone, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, I mean, Dolph, it's been a while. Uh, Dana Brooke, though, was recently back in NXT had that great promo video that yeah, like she should just use that as her highlight reel because it like, even though she didn't win those matches, it definitely demonstrates that she interacted with all the top talent in the women's division of uh, WWE. Um, I think that, yeah, there were none that I was terribly surprised by. I know we found out today, Matt Riddle was done with the company recently after he had that incident with airport security, um, it seemed like uh, you know, he was having problems uh with getting along with people within the company. Ikamanjiro. I th- I think mm-hmm. Ikamanjiro's NXT career was over when they did that vignette where he was on the toilet.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to sauce long after that. You're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, I mean that was really I don't know how you come back from that. Um but we'll see. We'll see if there's any more. There's been rumors there might be some more this weekend, particularly in NXT. So stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all the details. WWE stock price, massive hit, down almost 15% in the last two days. Now, it's crazy because you would think they got a 40% rights increase taking SmackDown back to USA Network. Oh, but Wall Street was expecting 50%. They were really hyping this rights increase. See, I thought the mistake was that in the press release, they didn't make it clear enough that this is just a deal for SmackDown. NXT and raw are still on the table. I could see some people being confused, but
2: uh, this is kind of nuts. Yeah, you know, I do think this is going to be a bit of a slight correction. I think everyone buys into the hype. And once you understand when that money is actually coming from and when the check's actually clear, especially if Raw and NXT, which I'm not sure why it's a package deal still, but I guess they are a package deal still uh, where they end up because it doesn't seem that USA wants all the cards there. Uh, I do think that's going to correct itself. you are going to have it on the increase because UFC is pretty strong business. WWE is making deals left and right. I Mm. mean, it's definitely... a I'm not. An, I'm not an investor. Don't take this as investment advice. But I mean, in a figurative sense, it's a buy and hold situation.
1: It was at its all time high trading in this. Now, uh, I admit, I, I did believe the hype for the for the first time as after this was announced. I bought a teensy bit of WWE stock. I know Issa holds some as well. Teensy. I figure if I
2: a teen, teensy bit like 10 shares like a, a million dollars uh, like what's it yeah bit? i
1: mean like like we're talking like low like like a thousand dollar investment
2: <laughs> oh, okay
1: yeah teensy. took some money out of my mattress <laughs> you know what stock broker
2: i thought you had a briefcase like the money in bank briefcase guy
1: you know? no I, i'm <laughs> like uh notoriously uh frugal with things but um i thought because isa was telling me and she's mentioned on this podcast she had bought stock and I yeah. thought about buying it back uh, in 2016, back when it was, like, in the teens, when it was uh, when it was low. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did not. And I kicked myself for that. And I was like, you know what? I cover this. You know, might as well get a little something extra out of it. I feel like I, maybe I understand the company yeah. as much as one can. And, uh, yeah, turned out not to be the greatest investment. But I'm going to hold on to it.
2: I would. You if know? I
1: yeah, I mean it, you know, they say you don't you only lose the money when you sell it.
2: True. You know? Absolutely true. Uh
1: but yeah, uh Issa not feeling well today. She's just uh heartbroken over this WWE stock loss because she's a major stockholder in the company. Oh yeah. Yeah, board yeah. member too, I heard. Yeah, she has registered with the FEC, the whole thing. SEC. <laughs> everyone all the ecs ec3 all of them uh but no i think uh you know we wish isa well she should be back next week but yeah crazy about the stock price crazy that's going back to usa and it was funny the feeds cutting out on fox And i i'm like fox don't care Mm -hmm. like you signaled to fox like we're done with you in a year
2: yeah people don't understand like how beneficial smackdown was for fox i mean after the disney merger their entire schedule was gutted. They needed sports and entertainment. Yeah. Smackdown was a cheap show, relatively speaking, a cheap show. They filled two hours. Now they have a strategy. They're they're fine. College yeah. football, it's hot. Mm-hmm.
1: Not just for sports gamblers anymore and yeah. alumni. Absolutely. Which they're is interesting. That, that was my thought. I always thought college football, I always thought college sports, the only people watching them were alumni and uh, degenerate gamblers. <laughs> not even up, up there above board
2: gamblers all degenerates
1: uh, i mean i don't know all, all gam okay when did this happen back at 25 years ago did you notice that nobody ever says majority anymore now it's all vast majority mm-hmm. like there's that shift and now no one says gambler anymore it's all degenerate gamblers it's true yes
2: gotta <laughs> got label uh, them
1: yes uh breaking though if you thought in the main event tonight why isn't la night coming out uh i believe sean ross sappos is something Big Sean Ross, have a fightful. It says something big was planned for LA Knight tonight. Seems like he's going to be the guy to join John Cena. There are rumors going around, or uh, I have not substantiated these reports, that LA Knight caught COVID uh, and was sent home from the show again. That's not confirmed, but that's why LA Knight didn't run out tonight and make that save.
2: Uh, well, I mean, if that's the case, well, not the COVID thing. I mean, that's always a, a rough thing, and it sucks that COVID's here to stay. And hopefully, if he has it, and he's positive that he, he coalesces quickly. But if that's the thing, if, if Ellie Knight's supposed to be the third man, the fourth man uh, in this matchup, that can be huge. Because as much as I love AJ Styles, I never quite was comfortable with AJ in the Bloodline thing. Because it started off on a weird pretense. Uh, the characters have been pretty much flip floppy every week. You could probably get into it in quite a minute. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I want some fresh blood there. There. and la Knight, i mean here's somebody that you have to make a decision on he's not the youngest guy on the roster he's an organically over and if you're organically over you have a very small window to pull a trigger before we all get bored and we say oh he's being stuffed down our throat so it has to be soon so i hope he's able to recover quickly and be that fourth man in the fast match
1: absolutely um so talk about smackdown in a second WWE talent, NXT talent. I know many of you watch the show. We hear from you through back channels that you pay attention to this. And thank you for that. Really? My advice to all of you. Don't answer your phone this weekend. Just shut it off. Don't even, you know, they could be spoofing a number. It's not just avoid the two Oh three area code and whatever area code uh, is Orlando. Don't just avoid that. Just shut your phone off. <laughs>
2: That's not how that works, man. You, you, you can't walk into work and be like, well, no one called me. I guess I still have a job here.
1: I think, in fact, I think Dolph Ziggler should pull a George Costanza and just show up next week, see what I happens, yeah. you know, and just be like, I don't know. No, I, I mean, uh, that's, I know that's been a running thing, but it's like if they need to cut people, I, I wonder, I wonder if there's an HR, that would be funny if I was doing a behind the scenes series, you know, or a fictitious behind the scenes series. Yeah. Uh I, I would have that where somebody didn't answer the phone and they're like, Oh, we gotta find somebody else to cut so I can go home today.
2: Yeah. I mean right. contracts were up there, man. <laughs> yeah. You best hope if you're
1: NXT or WWE talent, you get a call this week and you better hope it's an extended car warranty or some weird <laughs> debt or tax scam. <laughs> Never gonna be so happy to hear from those crazy family members you've been avoiding. Yeah. Every time you answer the phone, it's you're not you're not gonna believe it. Uh so Tonight on SmackDown, we heard from John Cena who got the what chance and kind of just gave up.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a 20 year old chant. I what know what he's supposed to do with it.
1: It was like, okay, you got me. Cool. <laughs> like,
2: like, referee, like, efficient guys that force the rules. I'm out.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, this was nice to see John. Nice that you know, uh, they're really setting this up between him and Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa, like the, the the B-level bloodline, since Roman is somewhere. But he ain't coming back for a bit. Um, But AJ made his way to the ring. It was nice to see them kind of on the same side, especially given the great feuds they had over the years.
2: Yeah, I would argue that's actually one of besides Randy Orton, right? That was yeah. uh, AJ's, uh, John's biggest rival and all of him came up. And to me it was like the perfect uh, visual cue of, of SmackDown going back to USA because the SmackDown live era is one mm-hmm. of my favorites. And AJ, AJ was the face that ran the place, the champ that ran the camp then. Um, again, not, I'm not really into the idea of AJ being here, but AJ and John Cena signed me up until i actually what happened. Yeah.
1: Um, and I always like the formal rivals. Now they're, they're like only in wrestling. Can you like hate somebody and then go on to be teammates because somehow they've earned your respect.
2: And Marvel movies.
1: Yeah, it's true. On <laughs> well, the Fast and the Furious
2: series. <laughs> family.
1: Yeah, it's like you sure you killed Han, but you've earned our respect,
2: Shaw. Don't get me started. I hate that. <laughs> I mean, family was supposed to be a theme, not the plot, Francis. Okay, but
1: we, we can all agree Jason Momoa <laughs> is never gonna be at the cookout. He will I, I swear to you, he will. <laughs> That's gonna be makes me so mad. <laughs> actually, actually actually, oh shit sorry segue we got time there's only two of us tonight so in fast x there's that legitimately creepy scene with jason momoa hanging out with the two guards yeah uh, spoil spoiler for people yeah but in the next one he should like kidnap members of the family and have like a cookout like tea party and force them to like go through that while they're being held hostage Oh, he so wants so badly to be part. They're, of the not, they're not dead
2: in this scenario. No, they're, they're not still, dead. Okay, they're just
1: there <laughs> against their will, and there's maybe like a stuffed teddy bear in Dom's place or something.
2: <laughs> that is a hint.
1: Yeah, fast eleven, make it happen, Vin. Um, okay. Anyhow, so they were interrupted tonight by uh, Jimmy Uso and Solo, and uh, they had this stare down. And it's interesting that John and AJ were demanding the match, and. They had to go to Adam Pierce to make it happen. And Pierce had to go to Paul Heyman to make it happen. What happened to the days where they could just say, "Let's fight right now"?
2: Don't get I don't get me started because because I'm a heavy NXT watcher uh, mm-hmm. and, and Raw does this too. But NXT is like notorious for like, "Oh, Matt's made official over the break," <laughs> you know, Matt's yeah. made official on my phone. You know what I mean? And and now having this, when Adam Pierce brought the contract, I said, if it was for a SmackDown match, I would have hit roof because it makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. Why does Paul Heyman care? Uh, Total Laps in logic. It got us good television, but like that whole idea is like decide. Is it contract-based? Is Adam Pierce a GM? Is he uh, a runner-up? Is he like Pat Buck? What is going on?
1: Adam Pierce is the, as as a character, he is the weakest GM Is he the GM or an official? Is he? Oh, that's a good question. So here's a crazy thing. Uh, Fastlane's happening two weeks from tomorrow. And the only match is John Cena and TBA versus the Bloodline. Yeah. No Mercy's happening next week, though, for NXT
2: in -hmm. Bakersfield.
1: Tiffany Stratton didn't want to fight Becky Lynch at the Performance Center. She wants to do it. On a grand stage like Bakersfield.
2: <laughs> yes, the uh, crown jewel of the crown, crown County, jewel of Central Valley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Not even Fresno, Bakersfield. <laughs> um, so, enjoyed this tonight. We had the Street Profits with Bobby Lashley versus the LWO. And man, if you thought the Street Profits with the repackaging and teaming with Bobby Lashley were going to get an easy win this was a very competitive match that had the LWO standing tall and Bobby Lashley like demanding like his shoes and his swag back.
2: Okay. That (laughs) and put the swag back in the cases. No, I, I actually like this on, on a bunch of levels. LWO, even though it is a legacy stable, is it's an LWO in name only. It's been pretty bad. I kind of miss Legaldi of Fantasma. They get a win. They sorely needed. And it wasn't cliche with the, oh, miscommunication. Santos costs Ray the win. They have a match next week. That's cool. And the Street Profits, I also like the fact that they came out in a hybrid kind of way. Like, they mm-hmm. didn't have the Killer Instinct. They still had the, the cups. They still had the old music. I'm hoping that Bobby Lashley pushes them down the further line. But the question I have for you, Glenn, is what does that make Bobby? Is he is he going to be a third man in this stable? Is he just going to go to that MVP role? Where is MVP now? So many questions. MVP,
1: don't answer your phone this weekend.
2: <laughs> no.
1: Um, <clears throat> when's the last time we saw MVP?
2: About a month ago, I think.
1: Okay. Okay. I like that uh... – uh, I don't know why this is where of minds went first. It's like that Bobby Lashley is uh, trying to be like Charlie from Charlie's Angels, and the street prophets are going to be Bobby's angels, but they're going to beat people up while wearing suits and do Ugh. Bobby Lashley's bidding.
2: Ugh, like Bobby's sisters. Remember that
1: whole storyline? We'll never talk about that again.
2: That was, <laughs> Sammy Zane will.
1: Oh, that's I, 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 he. Does he ever? I feel like he should apologize for that. I wonder. He, I mean, he, he definitely is not put it over um i don't know what he'd rather talk about less like uh (laughs) bobby's sister's promo or his short-lived gimmick is big larry on the indies um both problematic for very different reasons um but yeah uh (laughs) absolutely if bobby's legitimate sisters came and beat up the street profits of his punishment for this that would be pretty cool
2: Yeah, long term booking,
1: (laughs) but legit (laughs) was legitimate sisters. Um, look, I think LWO needed this in a way because Mm -hmm. it's almost like it's almost like they're literally drawing straws with Roman out. If you don't have a title, it's like backstage, it just seems almost random. There's no rhyme or reason to the wins and losses. Absolutely.
2: Everyone's kind of tied up. If you're not yeah. Roman Reigns, and even if you are Roman Reigns, it's just because there's so many factions in, in WWE now between LWO and Judgment Day and the Bloodline and whatever Bobby and Tree Prophets are doing and, uh, and Alpha Academy, it's like if you're a, a loose, orphaned wrestler, you only have a certain number of opponents you can get involved with on these short-term matches or, or shows or else you invoke stable and that becomes a thing so i i get it um and that's why i understand i like the fact that bobby's with the street profits but but you're right it is kind of putting us in a lot of these fillers where you're like okay i guess we are getting the brawling roots <laughs> in a match yeah. with a Mis
1: oh man um so austin we got to recap wwe taking a victory lap on the rock segment from last week and the bajillion d views that got online yeah. um then Austin Theory showed up at the announce desk to yell about how things played out for him. He was tearing that up. And then a video from Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. And th- this is making the best of the situation because it fits their gimmick. They said that they are responsible for cursing the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship.
2: <sighs> Your boy's torn, man. I So Alba, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are fantastic. I like them separate, but they together. Uh, That titles were way cursed before they even were thought of, (laughs) but they're on TV, but they're on TV after taking the most confusing losses in like 2023. Mm -hmm. So like, it's like, great. It's dope. It's fine. But now it's really on this team to really do something when they arrive. I know that's like weeks away, but if this becomes another situation where they show up and have a couple matches and fade away like Katana Chance and Caden Carter, I'm going to be really upset
1: look we've been saying on this podcast since their nxt days that they need to win matches by cursing their opponents like they should literally have like who are the tag team champions now
2: uh women's Ch- chelsea green and uh question mark is it is it still do is it still a piper niven i'm not even sure
1: yeah i don't know <laughs> but they should have them like sneaking backstage and like stealing a comb from one of them you know and things and then it turns out they're doing like a spell. To to put a curse on the champions before before their match, you know.
2: Yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, it's kind of old school gimmicky, very very new generation WWE, but yeah, there's still room for that. I mean, nostalgia's back. They're witches, are they though? It's been established. See, Alba Fire is actually the harbinger of Alba, which is Scotland. So we don't really know if she's a witch or the mm. human embodiment of her home territory. <laughs>
1: Touche. Um, <laughs> but remember the first SmackDown Pro, the like super creepy SmackDown promo? This one's the scariest things I've seen on TV, mm-hmm. like easily this year. Like they've done, I mean, I, th- I feel it's been insinuated, but they've changed it a little bit. Like in NXT, they were more like the craft style witches, the kind of cool, like goth chicks. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they just are really into the Smiths and like uh, emo and New Order, Early New Order, and Joy Division. uh, You know, and like, they shop at Hot Topic. But then they became like, like old school, like scary, like Blair Witch on the main roster. So I don't know. I I think it's a solid gimmick. I think, look, we still have the Viking Raiders. They're still employed by WWE. They are. On the weekends, I'm sure they go to Ren Fair. they set up a booth. (laughs) They sell meat on a spit or stick. They roast it on a spit, they sell it on a stick. Face turn. Yes. Um... But no, look. If the Viking Raiders have a place in the world of professional wrestling, I think we can have witches.
2: I, I think we can. And if if you ever, anyone's listened to me in any other podcast I've I've done before, I'm I am kind of spent on spooky gimmicks. Uh, mm-hmm. From between the Dark Order and 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 Rest of Soul, Bray Wyatt and the House of Black. Like I don't I don't it doesn't necessarily need to be dark, right? You fight for a living, don't like do that. But look, Alba Fire and Aladon. If that gets them a ticket to the show. That I'm willing to do whatever. Like I don't like Raquel Rodriguez's character now. She smiles too much. and shows me too much of her back muscles. Where mm. she was big, mommy, cool a year ago. But if it gets her on TV, sign okay. me up. <laughs> I like that you're along
1: for the ride. But but let. Me, but here's the difference, though. Okay, we have all these dark gimmicks. Alistair Black, House of Black. Ooh, he's so creepy. But if you're if you're trying to master the dark arts. You should be using that to advance your career in wrestling beyond your abilities in the ring. Exactly. You, nobody's been doing that. So that's why I applaud Alba and Isla. And uh, as Dylan Matthews says, if they get their titles back, can you only beat them by pushing them off a cliff and seeing if they can fly? <laughs> you
2: know what? That'd be the perfect witch trial live next week on SmackDown. <laughs> that, that would actually be really good. That would be phenomenal. Season premiere. I will I will get
1: more money out of my mattress and buy more <laughs> WWE stock if they do that. Yeah, I mean, we could we could go off on a tangent here, but uh, let's focus on the matter at hand, which is that backstage we had a heated exchange between the Braun Brutes, Austin Theory, and Grayson Waller, which Adam Pearce turned into a tag team match. See, why didn't they have to sign a contract? That's what
2: I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I want consistency uh but but that's the problem uh your boy adam pierce was like yeah i could do it and then tonight didn't have to call anyone's manager didn't have to call sheamus it was an instant done deal and that's the match you got so
1: then we got a nice 20 minute long match with io sky and oscar for the wwe women's championship and if you said wow they're gonna really just put the focus on them and let them have a very competitive match and show their immense talent in the ring Well, you would be right, except we were also going to involve Bailey, and then inexplicably Charlotte Flair.
2: Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Look, I get the presentation. It's a dream match. I'm an old school purist, so I didn't Mm -hmm. like the fact that El Sky didn't get her city mentioned in their billing. I don't understand why wrestlers don't get their weight mentioned anymore, but that's besides the thing. But the match itself, you have to run back, right? These are things that you don't want to have commercial breaks. Bailey has been the fall person because Dakota Kai is injured. So she's yeah. been taking so many L's. I'm a, the biggest Bailey fan on the planet. And Charlotte Flair, I used to deflect. When people mm. say it was all about her and it has she's bring there, but literally bring her down to the ring, the queen getting involved just seems out of character. If I'm the queen, I'm watching backstage sideways, like Bret Hart looking the monitor, nodding, going, hmm, next move, doing queen stuff. But her actually getting her hands dirty here just reeks of like something Becky Lynch would do. Didn't like it, didn't Ooh. like that at all. But I hope Becky. because all oh, the shade of Becky, because of this, Damn. I hope that we be able to run it back in a match, maybe at a premium live event.
1: It's interesting how they're setting this up. I just wish that if we're giving EO this opportunity to face Asuka, and it's crazy that Asuka still, like they build up her streak and they build up her dominance. And I think her character right now is some of the best work she's ever done, but they still book her in the second tier of women's wrestlers.
2: Yeah. um, This is kind of what we always call the curse of the workhorse, right? When you're so good at making people look good, you tend to take a lot of losses. If you look at uh, the former Sasha Banks, when she was on the WWE roster, her win-loss record isn't that great. She's lost Mm -hmm. a lot more matches than she won because when you are in the ring with Sasha Banks, you instantly become a star. And so not saying EO needed that rub necessarily, but you had a match. It was our main event. You had some talent allegedly suffering from COVID and some roster changes as well why not say we trust you with this we'll have enough shenanigans where it seems inconclusive but you're taking the L tonight yeah
1: Asuka hit like 12 submission finishers on EO and she survived them all Yeah, that was impressive (laughs) finishers don't finish anymore yeah. I mean, it was kind of crazy, right? Like th- that. I, I mean, I lost count at a certain point. It was really excessive, but it was good though. And I think they told a really good story. And I just think Bailey interfering then Charlotte trying to stop Bailey from interfering. um, Like EO retained, but I mean, doing the math, like Charlotte's coming right back for that title. And uh, the, the best thing in EO's favor from like a shoot perspective is that they can't have Charlotte win that title again yet like she's got like two more on her punch card right and then it's it's going to be such a big deal that well after that it's going to be ridiculous if she ends up like a 20 time women's champion or 25 time by the time her career is done like i don't know i don't know if that's a good stat
2: yeah i i'm mm -hmm. with you i hope there's not 20 at all i want to cross my fingers and say charlotte's being injected here to keep the the argument fresh between EO and Oscar. if you don't want to burn that. So mm. if you're having her there, you can say, well, Oscar, would have Billy beat EO to force a second or third match. But if Charlotte walks away the champion now, then almost everything that people have rumored about her will be true, which is unfortunate because yeah. I had, at the flex, had the opportunity to interview Charlotte years ago. She's like, well, it's not really about me. I'm usually the side person when it comes to my title opportunities. Not really the main, there's no Becky the man storyline for me. I'm usually the person... On top of the mountain that you have to take down, so it's like yeah. I hope that's not the case.
1: Yeah, I think uh it will be very interesting to see what happens. I'd like to see EO beat Charlotte and retain the title. I think EO needs a little more time with this title. I suppose. Um, <laughs> so Adam Pierce was talking to Paul Heyman, so and Jimmy Uso. Heyman's saying he's fine with the match against John Cena and JJ Styles, as long as it's not tonight.
2: <laughs> Classic wrestling.
1: Yes. Uh, so it's going to be a fast lane. There's going to be a contract signing or so we think. Then Grace and Waller and Austin Theory, the bad boys of professional wrestling, the bad boy heartthrobs of professional wrestling
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, versus the brawling brutes minus Sheamus.
2: Mm-hmm yep that's that's what we got
1: Grayson and Austin seem like they're having a lot of fun together
2: I hate this too but yes they are
1: they look I tweeted this they look like sort of the the bad guys from a
2: 90s teen movie yeah and they're about as old enough to be them too like they're like the only to be the high school sophomores
1: it would actually be hilarious if that was their gimmick That they're like 30 year olds playing like high school students
2: might as well yeah (laughs)
1: you know like hey hey kids yeah that would be good um no i thought uh this match was fine for what it was it's weird that this was the main event though like yeah i really want to see what was happening with the john cena aj and bloodline situation so and i don't feel like this match really had stakes It just further solidified grayson and austin
2: uh, I mean those. Yeah, those were the stakes. Uh, frustrating because if you watch NXT this week, uh, Butch mm-hmm. I was and, but- say. And, and name only because he was full on Pete done. To be honest with you, had a, an actual banger with Tyler Bate. Uh, if you're into long term booking, there were the first uh, two opponents for the uh, in the finals of the inaugural UK title tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right. It does seem like a it's Friday night. Let's let's do this together. Item: I'm not sure how far Seamus is back from being full active, but the Brogan broods without Sheamus is very noticeable. Ridge Holland is not the most favored person in the IWC currently. So, mm. but he was involved in the, in the in the pin decision, so he's the one that took the loss. So I guess that's okay. But yeah, A Town down under or um, under. Uh has to get over on some. I hate this. I don't like them together at all. But if it's gonna be the case, they have to get dubs. And that's what we saw here tonight.
1: Yeah. Uh it's gotta be weird for Pete Dunn. Like going from being Tuesday night butch to Friday night butch.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's sad to watch. Like it you know, it reminds me of like those old WB cartoons with the singing frog, you know? You're like, oh man, butch is great, and then you watch him on Friday, it's like Hey, hey, sing the song. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. No? Okay. <laughs> Mich-
1: Michigan J-Frog.
2: Michigan J-Frog. Here it is. A WB mascot.
1: <laughs> <A> WB. <dub-a-dub-a-WB. laughs> <sighs> so, then we come to our main event segment. John Cena and AJ Styles are going to meet the bloodline for a contract signing. And John Cena is out there. But AJ Styles is nowhere to be found. Because lo and behold, Solo Sokoa, that lovable scamp decides to ambush him backstage and beat him up to the point that we have to call an ambulance, which, uh, mission uh, gets in with him and, uh, one half of gals and Anderson.
2: Well, uh, I feel like a negative Nancy here, man. So please pull me back from the deep end. Right? Like, so the OC is AJ's crew. And they weren't there until after the break. So they didn't escort him into the ring, and they weren't there when he was getting beat up. They show up after the break, after John Cena saves him, yeah. and the attitude is more like, you'll be fine. And I told you not to get involved with Rome. If this is your crew, why are you hanging out with them? Like, look, back me up and then tell me aside. Don't tell your boys that you're totally making a mistake. And the fact that AJ's even dealing with the bloodline. Is because they insulted Mi Chen and he went and defended her honor. So the fact that Mi Chin's hanging out with Anderson being like, what's he up to? Just like gets me so mad because AJ's going to a medical facility for being a nice guy.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, They should have said like, AJ, this is why you shouldn't be palling around with John Cena.
2: Something that would make sense at least i would say okay these are guys with their own moral code or, or perspective what if
1: the oc is in it what if it's an inside job and the oc is trying to curry favor with the bloodline
2: look first of all if the bloodline needs the oc they've lost the plot because <laughs> they've been dominating for so long who's to going like we need gallows like no no one's doing that uh but no i just I, that to me is like if you're gonna watch smackdown for the characters because i'm a character guy uh, that to me made no sense uh, yeah. on, on a level. Like if I'm going to defend an honor my friend and my friend is not going to be there for me to get beat up till after the commercial break and then be like, well, we're going go to go with you. I'm like, why am I doing this for you then?
1: Gallows and Anderson, don't answer your phone this weekend.
2: <laughs> AJ's in the
1: hospital. He can't save you from being let go.
2: They don't want to
1: um that's also got to be weird too that it's known that like aj styles is the re what prevented their release before and like got them back in the company company presumably
2: yeah i like the oc well back when there weren't factions i like the oc as an idea and concept and yeah you know, they tease if finn ballard joining them but somehow judgment day has found new life you don't need them and the oc are hanging out just the back playing cards. <laughs> you, know? you
1: know what's an interesting look is uh, baby oil and leather. I don't follow. Because I remember when the, they would come out when Gal Zanars would come out and like the leather trench oh, coat, yeah, 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 the yeah, leather yeah. gear. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they were yeah. so oiled up. I was yeah. just like, that looks very uncomfortable
2: uh, in more ways than one for yeah, the yeah, audience exactly. and for them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, Mia Yim, don't answer the phone this weekend. Well, you know, and I was going to say no one's safe because, again, uh, Mustafa Ali has a match on a pay-per-view. Oh, granted, it's like an NXT premium live event next weekend, but still, like, nobody's safe.
2: Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, on Tuesday, he was literally like, why does Dragon League get a title shot before me? I This is disrespectful. I'm going to see you on Monday. And they were like, no, you won't. (laughs) like yikes <laughs> you couldn't let him go the week after like why would you even that's actually amazing in hindsight it's like
1: what did they know
2: <laughs> yeah what
1: that's... did they know
2: Dude, i'll be thinking about that on the way home the entire time like wait oh so i did get replaced a week before yeah the about coming um so
1: we had the bloodline out there getting massive heat it was weird i know but things changed due to la Knights contracting of covid allegedly um supposedly but it was a very weird end of the show.
2: Mm-hmm. Very weird. The last time I saw John Cena laid down that long was the pipe bomb promo. Uh, hmm. And and it was very obvious that the noise was, was piped in because the crowd yeah. wasn't doing anything, but it was, they were, <laughs> they were yeah. booing you everything. But this is what happens when you have two problems. One – a bloodline without Roman Reigns because mm-hmm. he is the attraction. Granted, we got kind of spoiled because we had The Rock last week. And two, not knowing what the bloodline does. We understand it's family, we understand the tribal chief, but but not knowing the kind of business they're into, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't buy it. I love him to death. I think Solo is on so much, but we don't buy a ticket to see who's Solo going to splash this week quite yet. Right. Yeah. So we need another Roman range. We need another high official, maybe a, a, maybe their a parents or an uncle, maybe a Kishi, somebody else to give us a, a view of what it feels like when Roman cannot be there. So, yeah. yeah, we had this like little B team, not little, but this B team do it. You're know, like, wow, you really beat up John Cena. See you next week. <laughs> you know I mean, like, uh, I get what they're trying to do.
1: Um, oh, but let's, uh, we've got one thing that was a high point of tonight, and that was the pretty deadly recovery. Promo,
2: yes, boy, Elton Strong.
1: Very, that was very fun.
2: Yeah, yeah, Press to me a highlight. I mean, I got Elton Strong on my notes too. Changed my life. Pre Deadly has been been killing it from UK to NXT. Hands down, my favorite tag team right now.
1: But still, to be safe, Elton Kit, don't answer your phone this weekend.
2: <laughs> yes, boy. It's really terrible. I th-
1: I feel like no one like I, I I could probably make a list of who's safe, and it's probably twenty people that are yeah. safe in the wwe right now
2: 20 is a lot but i'm not sure
1: like i mean I, i'm afraid to toss out even more names i don't want to curse it i don't want to be because I, I don't want anyone to come back and be like oh you're making the case but i'm saying if you're not on tv you should be worried but even if you are on tv you should be worried
2: yeah curse by glenn's a mood though I <laughs> <tight. laughs>
1: uh i don't want anyone to lose their job i think um it's tough you know when they do this um And we'll see. I think, man, you know who's already crushing it, though, is Mansoor and Mace, former Maximum Male Models, going on Twitch, winning over people with their sense of humor, telling behind-the-scenes stories, posting vignettes for reboots that didn't happen of their characters. Like, these guys are winning at being released more than anyone I've seen in quite some time.
2: Yeah, you gotta make that chicken salad. Uh, I, I'm not sure about you, but I've been fired plenty of times by entertainment properties, and that's really mm-hmm. all you can do, even for your own sanity, to say, "Do I still have it? Am I good at what I do?" Let me clear the air. So, props to them because we hadn't seen them in so long. I was wondering had they been let go beforehand. Uh, this this week made it official, but the fact they landed in their feet so far is a pretty good.
1: Tony, I tweeted this, but we need to get some some uh, men and women that have been released like them, some independent wrestlers get a talented skeleton crew, get some people that know how to shoot, know how to edit and do a YouTube based fed. Don't worry about having live shows yet. Just literally channel that creativity into a wrestling product. It's, I think it's almost cliche to be like, Oh, I'm going to do game streaming or I'm going to do a podcast. And those can be good. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you have a passion for the business still, and you want to do things in a different way, you can produce quality content now for next to nothing if you have time on your hands and this will only increase your value for independent bookings.
2: Oh, fair enough. But there's no ad revenue on YouTube anymore. So you've been doing it for a long time. You could do, but
1: I don't know, man, if you can get us, I mean, look at, look at what Maven has done recently.
2: Oh yeah. I love his stuff. I actually watched this stuff yesterday. The new one, what the, uh, you know, PDs. I mean,
1: but that's crazy. I mean, like that's like props to him to come out, like seemingly come back out of nowhere and go from zero to a hundred thousand subscriptions in the span of like two months. Mm-hmm. All credit to him. He's done an amazing job. So I think people want to keep in touch with these entertainers that they have a fondness for. And I think some people are more entertaining after they're not in WWE anymore. They really get to be themselves. They don't have to worry about what Vince McMahon finds entertaining. So I don't know. I think the future is bright if you have the hustle.
2: I, I feel that there's a, a a challenge there when you're released, because uh, I, I speak from experience being being let go by giant companies in my career, sure. uh, of, of do you do what worked, what brought you to the dance? Do you try something new? Do you try to stray too far to make a new persona? Do you stick yourself? I look at the, the Matt Cardona thing. Matt Cardona mm-hmm. took elements of that was there and added something new but many people don't have that opportunity. So people go yeah. too far in the deep end. They start doing the, the dark gimmicks <laughs> and then it becomes too much too soon. And also without having that income, you're trying to figure out real life stuff. So very small window to land in your mm-hmm. feet, but it can be done Derek. Glenn. I love the idea. I'm just being a negative Nancy for the content. No, I
1: feel you though, man. But I think that if you're, if you're in the public eye,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like that's, I mean, I've been let go from, from jobs before, but it wasn't something like where I was, on the air. And then it was, I wasn't anymore. Like I wasn't impl- like I wasn't in that position. And then not, I just think that for them, like that's, what's important. That's their value. They're still going to have to figure things out regardless, but they need to keep that value of their public facing persona, keep that fan base. Like that is their asset sure. at this point. So, you know, maximizing that's a good thing, but I think it's always interesting what people do. I think it's, it's even more fascinating sometimes when people decide to get out of the business and just go on, do something else, you know?
2: yeah the the crisis of conscience is do people love me do they love the show or do they love the brand right like if i get, if i play for the new york mets and they cut me people might like me but there are a lot more people that love the team right and so but you're right i think that that's really up to you to find out what your persona is but i think a lot of people get released and think they're the attraction and they realize oh i was just on the attraction
1: yeah interesting there should also just be a site that comes up with your indie name, your indie variation of your WWE name that they can't sue you for using.
2: I'm I'm taking you guys. Uh, my name is Issa Glenn. Bam. <laughs> 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 dun, 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 dun. Or there should be a service you can go
1: to. you can be able to go to service and they'll be like, no, this will get you sued, but this is cool.
2: <laughs> this will get you sued. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting what they always pick because it's just always like a yeah. little similar. I mean, like Fandango went with Dirty Dango. Tyler Breeze is just going by Breeze you know
2: yeah. Heath was heath for a bit yeah I, know. <laughs> I
1: can't trademark a first name everybody's got one
2: you
1: right. know? <laughs> cool man well flobo thank you so much where can people find all your stuff online
2: all uh, right you can follow me on that x at Flobo voice and blue sky too and i'm uh, they also i'm on the interwebs. just put my name in there in the google search engine all the stuff will pop up hopefully you say what's up so i can say what's up back
1: awesome uh you can find me on twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. I think I'm also on Blue Sky under the same name. I've tweeted, I've posted like one thing there. Uh, This weekend, the reunion with Raj Geary and Matt Morgan continues on Gigantic Pop Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're recording an episode. We're going to talk a little bit about Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick, Jerry Maguire. But in that, we are also going to talk about Matt Morgan's Jerry Maguire moment of getting released by WWE. Ooh, it's going to tell that story in painstaking detail. so uh yeah you still can't answer a 203 area code it just brings back too many painful memories (laughs) um so gigantic pop on youtube find it please subscribe and of course subscribe to the wrestling podcast leave us a review leave us a ratings like it leave a comment and we'll be back here monday night for raw myself will be back tuesday for nxt the go home show before no mercy flobo everyone have a great weekend and we'll catch you back here next time on the wrestling podcast